0: Here's Trent Griffith correcting some misconceptions about the Holy Spirit. You've probably been told
1: that the Holy Spirit has been given to you to make your life just a little easier. For those of you that are kind of not accomplishing the projects at work, if you lean into the Holy Spirit, He'll help you. He'll help you get some of that done. That is not what Jesus is teaching in this passage. Jesus is not telling us that He sent the Holy Spirit to get our work done. He sent the Holy Spirit to help us get His work
0: done. Welcome to Resonate with Trent Griffith, Senior Pastor of Harvest Bible Chapel in Granger, Indiana. I'm Aaron Paulus. You know, often we're quick to ask God for help but sometimes we're asking for the wrong kind of help. We're a few weeks into a series on the Holy Spirit. We call this series Help. Today, Pastor Trent clears up some wrong thinking that many of us have about the kind of help the Holy Spirit offers. If you missed last week's program, feel free to look it up at harvestgranger.org. You can listen to it there. Here's Pastor Trent with a few highlights from last week and then the conclusion of this message based on passages from the Gospel of John. Jesus is telling these guys who have followed him for three years, who have
1: deeply loved him and have become deeply dependent upon them, Jesus is telling them for the first time, fellas, I'm leaving you. And it's troubling to a heart like Thomas is like, wait, why, how? We don't know where you're going. We don't know how to get there. That's what they were experiencing. They were experiencing the loss of someone that they loved. How many of you have a dog? You have a dog? So we have a dog. His name is Murray. This is Murray. I knew you'd say that. (laughs) Murray loves Everybody in our family, he comes running when we come in. He likes to sit, snuggle with us. He follows us, shadows us around the house. That's that's Murray's best things. He, He loves to be with people. But Murray does not like it when you leave him as a matter of fact, when we bought him at the pet store, the, the pet store person said, now you need to know something about this brand of dog. Uh, the Havanese, they, they have attachment issues. They don't like to be left alone. And we've discovered that actually Murray becomes quite destructive when he's left alone. The last time he was left alone, we came home and saw this. <laughs> I knew you'd say that too. It's like Murray takes his vengeance out that we would that we would leave him alone. Now listen. You are as destructive as Murray when you are left alone. The most dangerous destructive individual is the disciple of Jesus who is operating alone. You have a troubled heart living in a troubled world and to try to deal with the trouble alone creates destruction and chaos everywhere. Jesus doesn't want you to be left alone. Jesus didn't intend for these guys to be left alone, but they're grappling with living in a troubled world alone. Everybody here has trouble. Some of you have Emotional trouble. Does anybody have any emotional trouble? It's just like you're looking outside today. It's like that is causing some emotional trouble. It is ugly out there, right? Um, some of you have physical trouble. You have physical ailments, health issues, you've got physical trouble. Some of you have marital trouble. Um, if you're married, you have marital trouble. Um, you have relational trouble, we have parenting trouble. There's just we just live in a troubled world. But can I tell you the Holy Spirit can help you with all of that? But you have to understand your greatest trouble is spiritual trouble. Your, the greatest need you have is for help spiritually. Do you understand the person here today that is in the most trouble and who needs the most help has the greatest opportunity to experience the help of the Holy Spirit. If you would simply acknowledge how helpless you are to do those things and lean into the power of God, you say, but wait a minute, you're telling me I didn't live in the time of Jesus, so it's like, how can I know the Father if I haven't seen Jesus? Glad you ask. That leads us to the next point. The Holy Spirit helps us experience God's presence. Look here. At verse 16, this is our key verse this morning. Jesus is teaching and he says, I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he dwells with you and he will be in you, Do you see it there? He is another helper. Now, depending on your translation, it may use the word helper. It may use the word comforter. It may use the word advocate. All good words. But here's what we're learning. The, the helper is a personal, powerful presence for every true disciple. The word helper there comes from the Greek word parakletos. Turn to your neighbor and impress them with your Greek and say parakletos. Now just turn back to that person's like, yeah, that means you need help. Okay, so don't get to you know, you fool, fool yourself there. Parakletos, what does that mean? Now you may not understand what a parakletos is, but it means, it just simply means one who comes alongside of. One who comes alongside of. So like, okay, well, what does that mean for me personally? You may not know what a parakletos is, but I bet you know what a paramedic is is. How many of you have ever been so helpless, you've had an episode or something, and you found yourself in the embarrassing position of someone that loved you called 911, and the paramedics had to rush to your aid and meet you at your worst possible moment? How many of you have had that embarrassing situation happen? Now, you were totally helpless in that moment. You couldn't do anything for yourself. You couldn't improve your condition until someone else came alongside of you To provide help you couldn't provide for yourself. Are you grateful that there was somebody trained and available that had given their life to rush to you, to interrupt their schedule when you were at your worst to come and help you get to a better place? That's what the Holy Spirit does. He's like a paramedic. He comes to helpless people when they can't help themselves and he gets you to a better place. You may not know what a parakletos is, but you may know what a parachute is. Let's say that the pilots of the plane are having a bad day and they kill over and the fuel runs out of the airplane and it's going down into a fireball of tragedy. And yet you find a parachute and you strap it on your body and you jump out of the plane, fully trusting independence that somehow you will make this out alive if you will trust the parachute. That's what the Holy Spirit does. If you will strap yourself to this life-saving parachute and realize there is no other hope, there is no other means of survival, there is no other way out of this alive, but to trust the parachute, the one who comes alongside of you and saves your life. That's what it means to be helpless and to be provided the helper. The Holy Spirit is our comforter. That comes alongside of us when we're hurting, when we're experiencing loss, when we've sinned and we wonder if we can be forgiven. The Holy Spirit is our comforter. The Holy Spirit is our advocate who comes alongside of us when we're being accused by the enemy. The Holy Spirit acts as our defense attorney who steps in between the judge and the guilty party. And he argues our case. He defends us, not because we're good, but because he is good. He's our advocate. When the devil tells you that God doesn't love you, that God won't forgive you, when the devil tells you that you aren't qualified, when the devil tells you you're not smart enough, you're not strong enough, you don't have enough experience in ministry, God can't use you. The Holy Spirit is our advocate. And he argues our case. The Holy Spirit is our counselor that comes alongside of us when we're confused, when we don't know what to do, when we've been so foolish. Now we're digging out from the consequences of our sin and we, we need somebody to tell us the next step to take. The Holy Spirit is our counselor. The Holy Spirit is our intercessor that comes alongside of us when we can't get in touch with God, when we don't have enough faith to pray, when we don't know what to pray, Or maybe we do know what to pray, but we don't have enough courage to pray it. The Holy Spirit prays it for us and he steps in and speaks words to God on our behalf and the Holy Spirit is our intercessor. The Holy Spirit is our encourager. When you're discouraged and you're defeated and you're disappointed and you're ready to quit and you feel like you can't do it anymore, the Holy Spirit is our encourager. The Holy Spirit is our teacher. Look at verse 26. It says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom you have from the father will send in my name and he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Do you understand what peace that must have brought to them? As Jesus was leaving, they were never going to hear any more teaching from the mouth of Jesus. They were going to have to rely upon what they could remember that he taught. The Holy Spirit is our teacher that comes alongside of us. When we don't know how to live, when we need to learn how to love our spouses, when we need to learn how to raise our kids, when we need to learn how to handle money with generosity and responsibility, when we need to learn how to apply the words of Scripture to the component parts of our life, the Holy Spirit is our teacher. The help that you are looking for is not out there because not only is the Spirit's help personal, He is God, Not only is the Spirit's help powerful, he's a powerful comforter, a powerful advocate, a powerful intercessor, a powerful encourager, and a powerful teacher. The Holy Spirit's help is present. Notice what he says at the end of verse 17. For he dwells with you and will be in you. The help that you are looking for is not outside of you if you are a disciple of Jesus. The help has been deposited inside you. Every true believer has all the help that you will ever need to do anything God asks you to do. Do you know what I just did? I just stripped away the excuse that everybody has ever had for not following, serving, loving, and obeying Jesus. You have all the help that you need. It lives inside of you. And so the Holy Spirit makes us experience God's presence in a personal way, in a way that we couldn't because we didn't live in the same geographical territory and in the time period Jesus lives. Here's the third thing we're gonna learn about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit helps us multiply the mission of Jesus. Look back up in verse 12, chapter 14, verse 12. Jesus says, truly, truly, I say to you, whoever believes in me will also do the works that I do and greater works will he do. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Do you know what Jesus did? Somebody, somebody tell me, what, what, let's make a list. What are some of the things that Jesus did? What are some of the works that Jesus did? Heal, healed the sick, raised the dead. He gave sight to the blind. And Jesus just said, yeah, that's what you're gonna do the Holy Spirit has been deposited into us to do the same work Jesus was doing, to accomplish the same mission that Jesus was accomplishing. If if you've received any teaching on the Holy Spirit at all, ever in your lifetime, you've probably been told that the Holy Spirit has been given to you to make your life life. Just a little easier to remove the obstacles. He's a helper, right? I mean, for those of you that are making C's, if you'll really lean into the Holy Spirit, He'll make you get a B. For those of you that are kind of not accomplishing the projects at work, if you'll lean into the Holy Spirit, He'll help you. He'll help you get some of that done. For those of you that are having trouble um, keeping your temper under control, he'll, He'll help you kick the cat less, He'll help you do better if you'll just lean into the help of the Holy Spirit. That is not what Jesus is teaching in this passage. Jesus is not telling us that he sent the Holy Spirit to get our work done. He sent the Holy Spirit to help us get his work done. Greater works than I'm doing, you will do, but it's still my work. And so you're like, "Well, how is how could I do anything greater than Jesus?" He said the Holy Spirit helps us do greater works than Jesus, but greater in quantity, not necessarily greater in quality. There's about 2 billion Christians on the planet today. Each one of them has the Holy Spirit dwelling in them. And you know what they're doing? They're doing the work of Jesus. Jesus in his humanity was limited by his geographical proximity. He was limited to the time that he lived, but not so with the Holy Spirit. When Jesus left those disciples, he said, I am putting in you my spirit and what you're going to do because there's 11 of you that actually have the Holy Spirit, you're 11 of you, there's only one of me. That's gonna be 11 times greater quantity than I can do. And then since that time, how many billions of Christians have been on the planet? Yes, we can exceed the works of Jesus in quantity. And as far as quality goes, let me ask you this. For the guy that Jesus raised from the dead, his name was Lazarus. You think it was a greater work for Jesus to raise him physically from the dead and give him physical life, or to raise him spiritually from the dead and give him eternal spiritual life. What's the greater work? You may not be able to raise somebody physically, you can raise somebody spiritually from eternal death to eternal life by speaking the gospel, and if they repent and believe, they have eternal life. Think about this, every person that Jesus healed eventually got sick and died. Lazarus that he raised from the dead, eventually got sick and died. If you're talking to Lazarus today, a couple thousand years after he was raised physically from the dead, he's in heaven. If you ask him, which was the greater work? Jesus giving you a few more years to live or giving you eternal life with him in heaven forever? Which one of those do you think he's gonna identify as the greater work? obviously eternal life. And the mission of Jesus is to grant eternal life to those who will repent and believe. And that is no different than the work and the mission that he's left for us to do. Jesus didn't send the Holy Spirit to help you get your work done. He sent the Holy Spirit to get his work done. And the Holy Spirit's help inside of me is better than Jesus' help Beside me, how many of you ever thought, man, it would have been cool to be one of the disciples? It would have been cool to like sit on the Sermon on the Mount and just listen to Jesus preach God's word. I would have taken better notes than Matthew took. He just left us so few cliff notes. I could have done such a better job. And man, I could, I would have loved to seen that blind man healed. I just, I just wish I could have lived in Jesus' day. Really? Let me show you what Jesus would say to you. Skip over to chapter sixteen. Look down at verse seven. Listen to what Jesus says. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. I wish I could get Murray to believe this. If Murray would believe this, he would not destroy my home. He does not believe this. And some of you don't believe this. And that's why you're causing so much damage. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he'll do three things he will convict the world concerning sin, righteousness, and judgment. Concerning sin, because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to the Father and you will see me no longer. Concerning judgment, because the ruler of this world has been judged. I've got so many more things to say to you, but you can't bear it now. When the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all Truth, for he will not speak of his own authority and whatever he hears, he will speak and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me and he will take what is mine and declare it to you. The mission of Jesus is identical to the mission of the Holy Spirit and the mission of the Holy Spirit is the same of the mission of every true disciple. It is to glorify him. It is to take what he has given us and to speak it to you. The Holy Spirit helps us to multiply the mission of Jesus. Great commission is to preach the good news to everyone. And it is not my job to convict the world of sin. As a parent, this is something to note, it's not your job to convict your children of sin. That's the Holy Spirit's job. All you have to do is share the news of what sin and righteousness and judgment look like. And the Holy Spirit takes those things and he activates, he helps the person believe things that are absolutely unbelievable. It's the one job of the Holy Spirit I can't do. Jesus was leaving these disciples a monumental task, evangelize the world. What did he leave them to help them do that? He didn't leave them any money. He didn't leave them any property. He didn't leave them a church building. He didn't leave them seminaries to train pastors or missionaries. He didn't leave them a printed red letter edition, leather-bound copy of the Bible. He didn't leave them a Bible app. He didn't leave them a social media platform. He didn't leave them an email. He didn't leave them television and radio broadcast. He didn't leave them podcast. He didn't leave them a strategic plan. He didn't leave them a project manager. He didn't leave them a travel agent. But he said, boys, go into every nation. What did he leave them? He left them the Holy Spirit. And do you know what they did? They accomplished the mission. They turned the world upside down. These guys, Philip and Thomas that couldn't even believe, I don't know where you're going. Yeah, those guys went to tell everybody how to follow that guy. How did they do that? With the help of the Holy Spirit. Maybe here's the better question. Why aren't we doing that? Do you know why? Because we are relying upon the help of buildings and money and strategic planning and project management and our Bible app. And we're not relying upon the power of the Holy Spirit to accomplish and multiply the mission of Jesus. A few chapters earlier, John records these words from Jesus. It's a word picture. If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. And whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Do you get the word picture? We're thirsty. Nothing in this world can quench our thirst. We come and we take a big drink. And for the first time in life, Our soul's thirst is satisfied in Jesus. And then you become the fountain to quench the thirst of others. Jesus didn't stop there. He said, guys, I don't want you to miss the explanation here. I'm gonna give you the key to understanding what I'm trying to tell you. John said, now this he said about the spirit whom those who believed in him were to receive And as yet, the spirit had not yet been given because Jesus was not yet glorified. Now that's what he said to the first century disciples. You see, they were at a disadvantage. They didn't yet have the spirit. But when Jesus was crucified and Jesus was glorified, the spirit came every disciple received the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit, and for the first time, not only was their thirst satisfied, but they could go satisfy the thirst of others. Can I ask you, are you thirsty this morning? Is there a thirst in your soul that needs to be quenched? You're trying to satisfy it with entertainment, or sports, or family, or relationship, It can only be satisfied if you will drink deeply of the Holy Spirit of God and then you will live on mission to quench the thirst of those around you. It's such a thirsty, troubled world. And yet you've got all the help you need living on the inside of you. Don't get distracted. We want to respond to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit throughout this service has been doing what the Holy Spirit does. He's been our teacher. He's been our advocate. He's been our comforter. He's been our helper. But we just learned that the Holy Spirit's job is to convict, to convict the world of sin, righteousness, and judgment. Can I ask you, have you sensed the conviction of the Holy Spirit? You might say, I, man, I I have a lot of trouble believing God. I have a lot of trouble living for God. I have a lot of trouble knowing God. Why don't you bring that thirst to the Holy Spirit? Let Him fill you up. The Holy Spirit has come and indwelt every true believer, but we need fresh experience, fresh, fresh filling, of the Holy Spirit, not by might, not by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord. Spirit of God, we acknowledge that we are a helpless people. God, um, we've got so many resources at our disposal, and it deceives us into thinking that we can do life without you, that we can do ministry without you. Father, I pray that you would find a bunch of helpless people here that are ready to to open up their lives, to allow you to work and to move and to do greater works to accomplish the mission of Christ. Would you use our lives to make much of Jesus? We want to experience your presence, make the words of scripture come alive to us through your spirit. I pray that you would help those that are troubled and hurting and having trouble following you, having trouble believing you God, we're all helpless. Meet us at the point of our need.
0: Our mission is to come to Jesus, to get our own thirst quenched, then turn our attention outward and in the power of the Spirit, share with others how they can get their thirst quenched as well. What a powerful reminder from Trent Griffith. Well, we'd love to have you join us for a worship service right here at Harvest Bible Chapel. For more information about service times and locations, just visit HarvestGranger.org. Again, that's HarvestGranger.org. And be sure to follow us on Facebook by searching for Harvest Bible Chapel Granger. Thanks for listening today. Next week, Pastor Trent explains what is the Holy Spirit's role in saving us from our sin. Don't miss it. I'm Aaron Paulus, and my prayer is that God's word would resonate in your heart and mind this week. Resonate with Trent Griffith is a radio and podcast ministry of Harvest Bible Chapel Granger. HarvestGranger.org.